are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Locked on NHL. Head on over to Locked on NHL to listen to amazing analysis from the league-wide experts here at the Locked on Network. And today we are on to games 11 through 20 on this episode of the Flames Season Breakdown. I have plenty to say about this here, and you're going to want to stick around for the next round as well, 21 through 30, which is dropping a little bit later today, and you're going to want to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. I hope that you all, uh, you know are still following the rules of (laughs) subscribing and leaving reviews. And I honestly, I want to see you all like send this podcast to someone and like get their reaction. So if you could do that, maybe it's, maybe your relatives, an Oilers fan, maybe you uh, dated an Oilers fan, something, just send it to them with no context or with whatever context you'd like and screenshot it and send it to me. So, like I said, we are here to talk about 11 through 20, baby. And I have so much to say here, and I'm sorry if, you know, this week's content isn't for you. I kind of just wanted to break this down and look at the bigger, look at the smaller picture. And I know I said that on Monday or yesterday's episode as well, Uh, but I do think it's important to really look at your opponents, the score, and who is scoring for you? Because I'm very, I'm seeing a very common theme here. <laughs> but up first, we have a win against the Edmonton Oilers, six to four, with goals that were brought to you by Lindholm, Lucic, Dubé, uh, Backlund, Gaudreau, and Sam Bennett's first of the season. One thing you notice here is, of course, that high. The high scoring. Uh, it's pretty incredible that they were able to score six against Edmonton and, of course, only limit them to four. I am very <laughs> hesitant to praise the goaltending or anything from, you know, Edmonton, but I do think that the Flames were kind of finally piecing it together here and they go on to Winnipeg and win three to two and Mangiapane scores uh Froze Froze scores as well as Elias Lindholm so that's Elias in back-to-back games and you're starting to see them get those numbers up in goals you know three goals six goals the game before and then you go on to Vancouver and you're winning three to one with uh Mark Giordano getting his second of the season, Andrew Mangiapane again, and Johnny Gaudreau. So through three here, you don't see Matthew Kachuk's name, and he had scored at this point already in the season, but not seeing his name against a team like Edmonton, a team like Vancouver, 
I am, uh, you know, scratching my head at that a little bit, wondering what was going on there. And then you have a three to one loss after three straight wins against Vancouver. So Sam Bennett scored the only goal of the game. And, you know, your forwards are probably tired at this point. I'm going to assume that they are, well, you know, kind of burnt out. And I think that we saw a lot of these players, especially those top line and top six players, taking really long shifts and averaging a high number of minutes on ice every night. And you really have to wonder, was Jeff Ward managing this team properly? And one thing around this time I remember is the mismanagement of the forwards. The confusion of, you know, who's going to slot in where, why aren't we, you know, having some sort of concrete bottom six. The fourth line was a mess because Derek Ryan, I don't believe, was back at this point. And you're just sitting there and wondering how could this all be going so wrong when the expectation was this team is healthy, they have good goaltending, they're their blue line is fine. You know, what is it? What's going on here? And I believe it was during this uh, stretch of games where Lucic came out and said that this team was lazy and this doesn't have anything to do with the coach. It's about how the players are playing. And I do think that that was partially true. And unfortunately, I got blocked over criticism. (laughs) But I just really think that the Flames were not in good shape at the start of the season, and I don't think that it was anything besides the fact that they had that abrupt stoppage of play for three months. Uh, You know, they didn't know when they were going to be playing hockey again, and then you get thrown back in the bubble. They get all banged up, and then, you know, you have to go back to conditioning, of course, but at what point did they expect to play hockey again sort of thing? Like, what were they doing to stay healthy, to stay fit, to be the best athletes that they could have been? And before we move on to our next segment, there we're going to end it on a win. <laughs> and this was a 4-3 win over Vancouver. So, of course, you know, they're finally winning, okay? Like, they, they're seeing the light again after one loss. So, you know, just a quick little bump in the road with Lucic, Lindholm, Dubé, and Gaudreau scoring again. And you're seeing this pattern here. Of course, every team is going to have players that are continually, continuously scoring. And that's nothing. there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't see these middle six and bottom six players coming through to hold their weight and you don't have your top line guys like um oh my goodness Matthew Kachuk out here scoring and you don't have Sean Monaghan doing anything and then uh, Brett Ritchie I, I don't really know what you were expecting from him on that second line but there was just no real consistency between the lines for a little bit and of course, I think this was around the time where Sean Monahan was getting injured, allegedly, my conspiracy, but you're kind of curious as to what's going on there. And, you know, Lucic, who only scored two goals in like a hundred and something games just a few years ago, it's fantastic to see him having that resurgence, but what on earth 
happened? What happened where he was able to get that second boost, like that second wind in his career, and your youth just is not following through? And we're going to look more into the downfall of the Calgary Flames season coming up next. But first, let me tell you about Wealthfront. If you've heard this show before, you have heard me talk about Wealthfront and how they can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a matter of minutes. There's no manual trades. You don't have to pick the stocks. No one is watching the stock market every day. Like you don't have to sit there and worry about what this hat like what performed what. This you don't have to do it. It is automatically handled by their investment team and based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion billion with a B dollars of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com/lockedonnhl. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. So head on over to wealthfront.com to get your $5,000 managed for free for life. And that's wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings today. And of course, Rock Auto is also here to make your life easier. And they have an amazing uh, selection at their website rockauto.com you don't have to leave the house they have an easy to navigate website and their packaging comes it's secure you know you don't have to worry about any of those bumps and bruises when they ship that out to you whether it be a $15 antenna or a very expensive motor or whatever you might need for your car or truck so head on over to rockauto.com today and put locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you Locked on Flames continues. Let's continue the conversation over on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about these these next few games, okay? And this first one is the 5-1 to one loss against Vancouver. And I believe that this was the game where they got completely dumped on. There were like 50 shots on goal total and like 40 of those came in the first 20 minutes it was a nightmare I didn't really know what to expect I felt like I had to keep watching even though like it was a car accident like a train wreck like you could not stop looking (laughs) and that (laughs) that it was and Mangiapane once again was your only scorer of the night and you know Mangiapane gets a ton of praise on this podcast and I think that it's well deserved he has earned a top six role in my opinion I think that him scoring almost 20 goals this season in a shortened season is quite impressive and he has a career high of 18 now and he has been dominating over in worlds he had I think it was like five goals in four games or something like that. He was just absolutely crushing it for Team Canada. And that is going to play a big role, I think, in his conditioning and staying in shape 
for next season. And that is one thing that this team needs to work on. And I'm not calling them like slobs or lazy or anything, but like, you know, at some point you do need to take your training up another level if you want to compete at that elite level. And Mangiapani has done that. And I absolutely love it. And of course, another loss <laughs> to the Edmonton Oilers, uh, two to one. And much to my surprise, Rasmus Anderson was the only goal scorer that night. And I think that, um, you know, Rasmus Anderson had to step up a lot this year. And he was playing those top line minutes with Gio. And he's still a young kid. Do not get me wrong. He's still a young kid and has plenty of room to grow and develop. And I think that we will watch him grow into a really good defender in the league. He needs to do a little bit more work, though. And I don't have any... Like, personally, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you, you know, what needed to be better because I am horrible <laughs> at defensive stats and I, I need, I needed to write down certain things here, but we'll get to that. Um, and then this next loss is just, I have it highlighted in green on my spreadsheet because I knew that I needed to talk about it. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 7-1. to one. 7 to 1. All right? This isn't a baseball score. That's like the only really acceptable score, sport where that score is acceptable, I guess, like 7 runs or whatever. 7 to 1 loss against the Edmonton Oilers. And you know who the only goal scorer was again? I'm not even going to say it because you probably already know. Yes, it was Breadman. And that game just felt like an absolute nightmare for this team. And looking at all of the scores lined up and watching how things unfolded, it makes complete sense as to why this was a very, very big defining moment in the season. And like I three losses in a row again. So let me let's recap. It was win, 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 loss win, loss, loss, loss. So as you can tell, they cannot be consistent. They are so good at being inconsistent. And I I don't understand how this team did it. I don't. I really, really don't. It's upsetting and frustrating looking at it because, of course, I'm going to sit here and talk to you about, you know, oh, this team was good, but then this chunk of time was so ugh, and it it really only does get worse and we are going to see that in the next episode when I talk about the next batch of games but they went on to win they shut out Toronto okay and this is the first game in this set where Matthew Kachuk scores a goal okay first game out of the 11 no eight Seven, seven that I've talked about today, where Kachuk has a goal. And that that's not good. You know, something was brewing with him. I don't know what it was. Sam Bennett earned another goal. Sean Monaghan scored as well. But Matthew Kachuk, you guys, what was going on with him this season? It's 
so hard to see because you could tell that he was getting into his groove at the end of the season and things started going smoothly. Maybe things had healed for him. Whatever he was dealing with was kind of in the past. Maybe he just had bad puck luck. I don't know. But what I do know is that things do need to change if he isn't going to perform at the $9 million a year level that he's seeing, you know? Like, there's an expectation, and you should be meeting it. And unfortunately, he just did not do that this season. And to wrap up episode, or sorry, game 20, it is, of course, an overtime loss to Toronto, and (laughs) Mangiapane had the only goal. And... Oof, this next this next uh, batch of games is humiliating, and you're going to have to stick around to hear my commentary on that because I think it's so important that we dissect this, give our honest opinions, and, of course, really evaluate this flame season. But coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with some playoff, uh, you know, updates and things like that. But first, let me tell you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG has all you need for your online betting needs. They have live updates, uh, anything, who's going to score the first goal, who's going to, you know, win this, win that. And sports betting is so confusing, but Bet Online AG makes it so easy for us to understand. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and use promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus, and you can earn that today. Sign up for your free account, make your first deposit, and of course, use promo code Locked On for that fifty percent welcome bonus. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Alrighty, so. Things, <laughs> the second round is finally, finally kicking off for the Canadian division. And while the other teams pack up their things and hit the golf course, Montreal and the Jets kick off their series tonight at 7.30 Eastern time. I am very much looking forward to this series. I feel bad because the Jets were just sitting around and resting. I think that it was much needed rest after all of those overtime games and especially that triple overtime game to end the series. But my God, Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I do think that the Jets are obviously a better team here and they have shown us in the first round that their forwards are capable of playing in the playoffs. They don't uh, put on you know, their Danny Phantom invisibility cloak or whatever and decide not to play. And I think for the most for the most part, both teams have a healthy roster. And that's gonna be really exciting to watch. Uh Carey Price, Connor Hellebuck is just I- I'm excited. I think it's another great goaltending matchup. And I'm looking forward to adding that to <laughs> you know the list of things that we get to talk about. And the Carolina Hurricanes are down 2-0 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And last night, they uh, the Lightning took 2-0 series lead with a 2-1 win in Raleigh. And unfortunately, it does look like Vincent Trocek will 
be missing some time as he dealt with a really uh, unfortunate injury last night. I believe he took a knee from one of his own players. It was friendly fire and, you know, as if injuries aren't sucky enough, you know, to kind of have it come to an end, your season come to an end potentially because of your own teammate just really sucks. And in other news, Colorado and Vegas are playing tonight. Colorado currently wins uh, wins. Nope, they are currently leading the series one nothing after stomping and trampling over the Vegas Golden Knights with a seven to one win. <laughs> seven to one. Did we not just talk about that score? And in Vegas Golden Knights news, Ryan Reeves is suspended for two games because, well, he um, he was roughing some of the, I believe it was Colorado. Yeah, it was Colorado. Uh, Colorado players. And um, he admitted to, like, ripping out a chunk of a player's hair. So I don't know about you guys, but, like, even pulling out, like, two or three pieces of my hair is painful, let alone a clump. And two games is simply not enough for that. The Boston and Islanders series is tied at one apiece, and they play tomorrow on Long Island. And of course, we look forward to Charlie McAvoy's return to Long Island. But that's all I have for you today on Locked on Flames. Of course, the next episode we are going to be looking at is, of course, the really heavy duty next batch of games because this is kind of where things just spiraled out of control and there was a shift in the locker room a shift in coaching changes and things like that so make sure you stick around and find that wherever you get locked on flames and i will see you all in a little bit bye bye